Hello everyone and thanks for joining us Beyond the Square, the podcast from the Centre for PE, Sport and Activity at Kingston University. Apologies if the sound quality is not up to our usual standard, we're recording this remotely as we're on lockdown. My name is Greg Dreyer and I'm joined by my colleagues Declan Hamlin and Alex Becky and we're your crit- critical friends in PISA. Um, we're continuing our critical exploration of the factors that shape teaching practice within PE. In the last episode, we looked at how our personal experiences may have influenced our teaching. This episode, we'll be discussing the espoused purposes of PE, essentially the why of physical education and how that influences the what and the how. As always, we are here to be your critical friend, to challenge your thinking by asking difficult questions so you might be able to go beyond the square. We typically frame the episode with some critical questions. So my critical question is how do we make sense of the confusion uh, that surrounds physical education so that your practice is uh, harm free as an absolute priority and for the benefit of all learners. So how do we ensure that our purpose is aligned to inclusive practice? I want to explore um, critically the uh, how problematic health and well-being is when it becomes a driver for our subject and i want to explore how sport and competition often shapes a purpose and relate that to harm-free inclusive physical education i would argue that if we're not careful these drivers uh, can serve to create a non-educative context um, for pe sport and physical activity Uh, I'll also be arguing uh, or suggesting throughout this podcast that the existing divides between PE, sport and physical activity are not always particularly helpful and that we should be uh, aligning the purposes of all three, especially when we're in a school context. Questions I'd like to pose to you is, is, does your practice align to how you wish to see your pupils using their physical education? potentially 10 years or even 15, 20 years after they've left school. Over to you, Alex. My question is um, about the school community and how well they know about the purpose of physical education within your school. And that whether you ask a child, a teacher, a member of the SLT or a parent what the purpose of PE is in your school, do they give you all the same coherent answer? Okay, so... We do a lot of work with primary practitioners, primary trainees, and we always start with this question, what's PE on the curriculum for? And through no fault of anybody, uh, what really emanates from those conversations is just how confusing this can be. The the public landscape in which PE sits is putting uh, and and pulling the subject in various directions. Um, And I just want to just give an overview of the the general drivers that um, trainees often come up with, and to be honest, we we have similar conversations with in-service teachers uh, on CPD. Um, and one of the, the the thing I want to contribute to this conversation is that there's a logical alignment. the The starting point, the purpose, um, absolutely and logically shapes practice. So let let me just share some examples of how these conversations generally play out. And 
I'm going to look at the claims or the purposes, um, um, as uh, many of which are covered in, in Bailey et al. from 2006. So let's just, I'm going to look at the claim and then I'm going to look at the role that that puts the physical educator in and look at the impact that that has on practice. So if we say that the role is around understanding a healthy lifestyle, that puts the physical educator in the role of an information provider. Um, and the, the impact on practice is that it needs to be driven by information transfer. The theory there is that uh, and we often see that result in theory, in inverted commas, being taught in lower years, especially in a secondary school. So the idea there is that if the kids are equipped with the knowledge around nutrition and fitness, then that's going to shape behaviour. Second claim around improving students' health, whether that be mental health, and is often associated as well with physical health, and in particular, and we hear this an awful lot, at PGCE interview stage, the term tackle obesity. This places the physical educator as a fixer, as a health improver, as a health professional, as a fitness professional. It places an obligation and opens conversations about being a health and fitness role model. These are extremely problematic constructs. We then veer into physical educator as a body manager and becoming an agent for a one-size-fits-all top-down activity promoter driven by chief medical officers activity guidelines. This comes from a place of deficit. Again, the physical educator is a fixer and it impacts on practice by seeing the renaming of the subject which is reasonably prevalent at the moment, creating new roles in schools as a health well-being practitioner, a sharp focus on MVPA, and therefore lessons are obliged to deliver on a certain amount of physical activity at a moderate and vigorous intensity. Fitness-based activities become prominent in the curriculum. And that is often associated with capital expenditure, especially in secondary schools, with having fitness suites built in. Of course, if that's aligned to the purpose, that's a perfectly logical use of resources. If the purpose was different, then we might ask, well, what's the purpose of the fitness suite in a school setting? It's driven by a notion that the curriculum models adult fitness interests and as a result again aligning purpose to practice we see activities like crossfit and like high intensity training creep into this curriculum and this is something that critical writers refer to as biopedagogy and i point you to the work of fitzpatrick and tinning and evans who explore these notions finally the drive towards tackling obesity and improving student health is often associated with fitness testing. We don't need to go over that here. Extremely contentious area. And again, I'll probably point you to the work of Harrison Cow if you want to read around fitness testing in an educational context. But essentially, the gymnasium becomes a fitness room that's more aligned to a health and leisure centre 
than it is to a classroom where educational practice takes place. So what I've tried to cover by looking at purpose being driven by health goes back to how confusing this can be. And we haven't even really touched around the other really big drivers around sport and competition and around transferable social skills, character development, all of these things that are regularly dumped into physical education and PE departments and practitioners have to try and make sense of that and look at how does that then shape practice. Probably enough from me, Declan, what do you think? Thanks, Greg. Well, I'd like us to look at the national curriculum and the aims that that has for all pupils, which is to develop competence in, to excel in a broad range of physical activities, to be physically active for sustained periods of time, and to engage in competitive sports and activities, as well as leading healthy, active lifestyles. So it's quite clear it's not prescriptive in either content or assessment, which certainly allows schools to create a purpose that suits their own community, which should serve the benefit into the long-term future. So this will look very different for a school, for example, that's on the coast that has access to the sea, or for example, a school that's near woodland and has access to the countryside, or an urban school that has very little access to any space um, or to maybe its own facilities. So it really allows schools to shape and drive their purpose, or as Simon Sinek would call it, their why. So it's really a, a local curriculum and not a national curriculum. So that allows schools to really shape and drive their own purpose, or as Simon Sinek calls it, their why. So schools really have a chance and opportunity now to have their own local curriculum that suits their own local needs. Do you link up with partners? So parents and carers, local authority activity, leisure staff, community clubs, youth groups, and a whole host of others could be partners and should be. And do they share in your purpose? Do they understand what your purpose is? And as a community, do you have a collective effort to achieve that purpose? If you see your purpose is to kind of fish and, and, and potentially you know, offer some bait of sport taster sessions uh, and you're waiting for pupils to, to bite, then surely your bait activities must have a pathway into those local community clubs. Whereas, for example, if you see your purpose to develop physically literate pupils um, who will then be able to access any activity, then your focus will certainly be more towards mastering fundamental movement skills that could be applied into a whole range of situations. So whatever you decide your purpose to be, it, it should really be agreed and shared with all the relevant partners in your community so those expectations can be managed. So, you know, does your purpose align to those assessment practices as well that you have? Uh, and this can be really challenging to assess as your purpose may be to have your pupils uh, continually to be physically educated long after they've left school. So uh, it's very difficult to kind of assess someone after they've left your school 5, 10, 15 years later. So that makes it really difficult. Hopefully you want your physical education input to lead to greater physical education, or as Kenneth says, physical education, the output should be more physical education. Then how is that possible to assess? And that's something we need to think about critically and how that's possible. However, if you um, are offering those you know, units uh, of work that are in different sports and you wish your pupil to find their one that they can use for, for lifelong uh, physical activity, then how are you assessing that and seeing if that's been successful? Because if you are, then you'd require the number and frequency of pupils that are accessing those activities in your community. So there's got to be a link there with those community clubs. So without assessing against your purpose and reflecting critically, you'll never know if your purpose is achievable or is, is realistic. So to wrap up then, that little section is going back to the questions that I asked is, is how is your practice aligned to what you see your pupils and how they're using their physical education, potentially 10 years after they've left school? 
what is your true purpose for your curriculum? So I'd now like to hand over to Alex. So if we want a PE that is fit for purpose, then we need to begin by spending some time being clear about its purpose. For me, that begins looking at the context, who is in front of you and what is right for the children. And then co-creating and being collaborative, building a coherent and clear vision for PE within the school. And being able to communicate that vision clearly, effectively, meaningfully, not just with the children within your classroom, but the teachers, the senior leadership, parents. So everyone knows what that purpose of physical education is and is working together to achieve that purpose. And then it's continual care of that purpose. My worry was someone like the Golden Circle and Simon Sinek and starting with your why is that if we get a why, then we feel it's a product, that it's done and that we can hide assumptions behind that. We can hide our practices behind that. And I think a good purpose and a good curriculum within PE is it's continual. It's a process. We keep coming back to it. So it's not a waste of time to constantly challenge the purpose of PE and the values within your school. Purpose is about focusing our attention on what matters. You need to think and define your purpose much more than you think you should. There's a simple task that I wrote about in one of our blogs that we will link. Just at your next department meeting, ask everyone to summarise in a sentence what they think is the purpose of PE at your school and then compare and contrast those answers. Then do the same with a cross-section of the children you teach, their parents, other members of staff and significant others. Do they all give the same answer? I'm betting not. Spending time articulating clearly why your department and why your subject exists is not a luxury it's essential it helps in defining what difference you want to make to your people's lives bringing everyone together to achieve it a clearly articulated purpose for teaching physical education is important to both practices in the classroom as well as teacher development across your career it uncovers these hidden and often contradictory beliefs and assumptions and opinions of members of your PE department about the subject and the children. And a PE department without clear and shared purpose is surely un unable to achieve its aims. For me, it's like the crew of a sailing vessel all attempting to try and reach a different port and not working with each other. Exploring these and trying to come to some uh, way of overcoming them where you can have a real impact in PE to make it more fit for purpose. The task of interpreting the purpose of PE is not just part of a job of a PE teacher, but for me, it's the principal part. Okay, thanks for that, Alex. There's a lot of really interesting stuff in there, lots to think about. How do we translate that into practice? And I think we'd like to tie up the podcast really by being a little bit more constructive and, and, and maybe suggesting where this might go. We've been talking about this in physical education for many, many years, in fact, decades. And my sense is it's about time we moved on. And one of the things that's stopping us moving on is one, the confusion, 
And that's closely related and aligned to the fact that we just try and say too much and we try and claim too much. And that and what we're claiming is almost always influenced by the current zeitgeist, the current trend. So what would it look like if we just said much less, if we were very succinct and these fads and policy changes are very temporal, they come and go. And as a result, we just keep layering on more and more purposes, more and more reasons why PE becomes a go-to or a dumping ground. Anything from pro-social behavior to character building, as I mentioned, to growth mindset, to mental well-being, the list can go on and on. And what, it, what would it look like if we just stopped and said, look, this, this, is, this is our lane. This is the contribution that physical education can make to kids' lives. Stop trying to impose our agendas and other people's agendas and really pick up on the points that were made about what are the needs of your pupils in order to get to a certain place. So with that, I'd like to pass on to Declan for his concluding thoughts. Yeah, thanks for that, Greg. I think you um, highlight some really pertinent points there. And I think if we think of ourselves as practitioners, we're always in search of a solution. And I think that can be found by people asking for a certain resource pack that they can lift off the shelf and they can just present as physical education. Um, and I don't think that's the solution because every school is different and every school should have its own purpose that suits its own community. So just simply buying into a solution is really not the solution because you're buying into their purpose. So we really need to focus on what is the purpose of the community that we're serving, how do we fulfill their needs, not just for their school careers, but for their life. And how does that then allow them to lead meaningful lives using physical education? And just to, to add to that, just to make it so, you know, I've been trying to talk about cutting through confusion, but this, this is complex. And within any community, as Declan said, of course, there's going to be multiple needs and there's going to be a whole range of ways that young people within that community are engaging with physical activity or not engaging with physical activity. And all of those things will be addressed through or, or uh, try to be addressed through, through an all-embracing purpose. This is really challenging and stuff that we'll explore in further podcasts. We don't reach decisions about the how and the what to teach through some cookbook uh, purpose approach that we have taken from others or often forced upon us by other people's agendas. I think we reach these decisions through an ongoing process of negotiation, adaptation, collaboration and compromise within the school community uh, that you're working. These decisions have to be resolved in different ways by different people at different times. Thanks very much, Alex. And that concludes uh, today's podcast, which has looked at how does your purpose shape your practice? If you'd like to listen and, and delve in more to the references that we refer to, please uh, have a look at those. They'll be on the WordPress site that you can access uh, if you just Google WordPress, the Centre for Physical Education, Sport and Activity at Kingston University. You'll find that. Do continue today's conversation with us if you choose to. You can find us on Twitter at CPESA. That's c-p-e-s-a underscore kingston or you can email us at cpisa at kingston.ac.uk it's goodbye from greg alex and myself and remember to keep going beyond the square mm -hmm.
Thank you.